Welcome, welcome, welcome to Accepted, the College Admissions Insider Scoop, brought to you by Canisius College. This is Matt Kwiatkowski, your Assistant Director of Undergraduate Admissions, bringing to you this episode uh, my great colleague, James Nowak. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself real quick and his role here at the college, and then we'll get into our topic of choice today. So, James, go ahead and introduce yourself. Sure. Hi, Matt. Thank you for having me. Uh, I am James Nowak. I'm the Associate Director for Enrollment and Financial Aid here at the college. Uh, happy to be with you today. Awesome. So today's topic, we're going to talk a little bit about the value proposition of schools and kind of understanding financial aid um, a little bit better when you're getting those award letters that will start going out um, in the next month and sure. over the next coming months and kind of understanding some basic necessities as you're kind of going through that process of trying to figure out this thing uh, called college and how much it's going to cost you So, um, for you and your students. So um, first question, James, is what should students be doing at this point in the process um, exactly? Yeah, so hopefully by now, you know, we're in mid-November or December here, sorry, and um, hopefully by now, you know, um, prospective uh, freshmen have filed uh, their FAFSA and TAP applications. So uh, just to go through a quick overview of that process, so the FAFSA is the free application for federal student aid, has to be applied for every academic year. So you're filing for the 2023-2024 academic year, which will be your freshman year. Um, in college, and you'll be filing that FAFSA using the tw your 2021 tax information. This is important because we always go a year back when um, utilizing tax information for the FAFSA. So you're filing for 23-24 using 21 tax information, and that applies to New York State TAP as well. Um, so you follow that same process year over year. Uh, every October 1, uh, new FAFSA and TAP applications open. Um, so the sooner you get those applications in, the sooner we can turn around an award letter. So if you haven't filed for, for FAFSA and TAP by now, first step in that process is the creation of what's called an FSA ID, a Federal Student Aid ID. Website to create an FSA ID is fsaid.ed.gov. You'll create an FSA ID for the student using uh, unique um, information. And I bring that up um, because uh, you're going to create an FSA ID for the parent as well. And a common mistake is uh, for students to use the same or uh, same email address or some similar uh, personally identifiable information when creating those FSA IDs. Make sure that you have a unique email for student, unique email for parent, um, et cetera. Um, yeah, so I would say, you know, FAFSA and TAP, if you haven't done that by now, schools can't award you financial aid without it. So um, get that done as soon as possible. Just uh, for those of you, including Canisius on your applications, I'll provide our school codes really quickly. You can search for them on the, on the application, but um, the FAFSA school code is 002681, and the New York State TAP school code is 0090. Um, yeah, so really right now, getting, getting through the, the filing part of the process, if you haven't done that, um, if you have, then schools should be, uh, this is the time of year where we're going to be awarding. So you can expect award letters from any institutions that you've both been accepted to and added to your FAFSA application. Yeah, and it's also really important when you're uh, looking at those codes and stuff like that, is make sure you're putting all the codes on there, because uh, if we don't have the codes on there, we'll never get those FAFSAs coming in. So um, that's an also really important point to make. And uh, just to differentiate between financial aid and scholarships, so scholarships, you might get scholarships without filing a FAFSA, but to truly get every possible aid uh, source for a school, the FAFSA is usually required at almost every school. 
Yeah, and so um, you know what most private institutions most private institutions have some form of what what they'll refer to as a merit scholarship program. You're gonna uh, you may be offered a merit scholarship based uh, specifically on your uh, your admissions application. It has no uh, your financials have no bearing, right? So many of you may have received an award letter from the admissions office specific to any merit scholarship eligibility therein. Um, know that the FAFSA is a, a separate and subsequent piece of the application process, and there should be a lot more financial aid opportunity by way of that process. Yeah. And um, just to clarify, because you said the FAFSA is a big thing that uh, schools will require. Do you know like roughly how many schools you think use the CSS profile um, as a thing that's required? What do you think? Um, just from your professional experience. I haven't had a ton of experience with CSS profile, but I know that, um, you know, some schools do use it and, and some even require it. So um, I would say be aware of, you know, what's required at the individual schools that you're attending, um, you know, to, to, to make sure you have all of your application ducks in a row. Yeah, because that's a big piece to it is that um, not every school is going to require the same things. Most schools will require a FAFSA. The CSS thing is, is a lot more rare, um, right. and it's very specific to those institutions. And I would highly re rec uh, recommend that when you're talking to your schools, if you have any questions about financial aid requirements, you always just go directly to the financial aid office to ask that. And we'll yeah. talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but, uh, James, what are some advice that you would give to families when comparing the cost uh, across institutions, um, like maybe not even just specifically for Canisius, but just in general? Yeah, sure. So um, I, I like and I, I like to use the the analogy of um, of buying a car. Uh, it resonates with folks when, when we talk about things like sticker price and discount and net price, right? These are the, the sort of concepts that you're going to want to make sure you're aware of. So you know we'll start with that sticker price or gross cost. Um, you know that is the published cost of attending an institution, and that'll come by way of usually tuition and fees, and then room and board if you happen to be living on campus. So um, you know that's that sticker price. And then the award letter that you receive from the financial aid office will include not only that merit scholarship that you may have been offered by admissions, but also any financial aid that you may be eligible for from either the, the Department of Ed, federal government, New York State, or from the institution itself. So, so all of these pieces of financial aid sort of come together to discount that sticker price. And what you're left with is, is a net price. Um, now, keep in mind that that net price is for one year. Most schools will offer award letters and packages for, for you know, one year or one academic year at a time, uh, which is great. And you can kind of hone in on a net cost per academic year. But um, more than that, I think it's really important to have a comprehensive financial plan to get through four years. Right. And I'll give you an example. So if you're living on campus in year one, maybe your intentions would be for, for year one and year two, you'll probably get to a net price for living on campus. The reality for many students in years three and four um, are that they may move off campus, right? So that's a change in cost, right? So if you can forecast that change and prepare for that change and prepare for, um, you know, the, the uh, financial aid uh, ramifications of that change, now you're not going to be surprised in year two or year three or year four. Um, so it's really important to, you know, Canisius or, or elsewhere, to, to connect with your financial aid office, to, just so you know, you know, most importantly, what is that net price? Um, what does that price look like year over year? Because you're trying to figure out what does this entire thing cost? So you can make a decision as to whether or not it's worth it, right? You have to, you have to factor things like, um, you know, expected salary, right, when you graduate. Um, and then what's it going to cost to get there? 
right? These are the kind of conversations that we should be having now as opposed to in year three or in, in year four when, when maybe it's too late or maybe you've unnecessarily expended financial aid or resources that maybe you didn't need to. So this is why I stress, you know, touch base with us as soon as you possibly can um, when, once you get that award letter so we can kind of go through more comprehensively what your costs are. Yeah, I like that you said that about thinking about past year one because I think also – Depending on what your career path is, you might need grad school. You might need professional school. Sure. Um, so, you know, if you're going to, like, medical professions, lawyer, anything like that, um, you have to anticipate the cost it's going to be to go to those secondary school options as well. Yeah, and, I, you know, another um, example came to mind. So, um, undergrad, just, just as an example here, undergraduate students, um, many undergraduate students can borrow loans from the Department of Ed, and, and those loans can be what, what's called subsidized. So, if you're offered a subsidized loan, that loan's interest-free now and until six months after you graduate. Conversely, graduate students do not have the option to borrow subsidized loans. So I use this as an example. Um, maybe you don't need to borrow um, right away. Maybe you don't need to take that subsidized loan right away. But if we're planning for five, six, seven years of education, and you may not have a subsidized borrowing option, but you know you're going to be going to grad school, that's a conversation we can have now and plan accordingly. Yeah. And that's like the biggest thing is with our students is that, you know, the worst, I always say on this podcast, the worst questions of one not asked. And um, even if you're a parent that's gone through the process of going to college or you're a first generation college student coming through this process, um, we really have seen it all. And there's nothing wrong with asking those questions, even if you, you know, you think you might know it because you've already done it. Because sure. um, there's plenty of people that are very well college educated that have no idea how to do this process. Sometimes. Yep, I, so I, I couldn't agree more. And, and, and you know, a lot of times, um, students and families aren't. <clears throat> excuse me. They don't. They don't know what to ask. Right. Um, that's why I invite you to kind of check in with someone in financial aid because we can we can kind of um, set the table for a more comprehensive look at the financial side of this whole thing, which is what I'm most interested in. Yeah, I mean, I was even talking to uh, two parents last night um, when I was at an event, and I was talking to them like, hey, do you just need someone to, like, look at your financial aid award letters and just basically explain what they totally. mean? Yeah. Like, we'll walk through those things. Yeah. like Because, I mean, there's definitely some pitfalls in those that you don't really understand sometimes. Yeah, and, and, you know, to piggyback on that, we're, if you're comparing one school to the to another, um, I, I can be, in a, or anyone on our team can be an extra set of eyes for you. There, you, you might be missing something, or maybe, you know, there's a piece of financial aid at another institution, but we're not sure exactly how long that's going to last, right? Maybe there's a, a grant, but you get that for year one, maybe you can't expect it in years two, three, and four. We want to factor all of that in so we know net cost to the penny, um, just so you're comparing apples to apples. Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, and then what, uh, one other thing I just want to add on to that too is that um, if you are debating between being a resident or a commuter at a school, um, many times we are willing to do packaging for both or at least give you a tentative award letter so you can kind of see the cost of you know living on campus versus not living on campus, um, especially if you're a local student. Because um, you want to compare apples to apples when it comes to that when you're looking at other schools. So that's something else to keep in mind. Um, so, James, one other thing we want to talk about is like additional scholarship opportunities. Like, where do students seek these out when they're looking for them? What are the best yeah. options, and yeah. what, what do we offer? So, um, you know, the, the the external scholarship search can be daunting to say the least. Uh, so, we've partnered with a company called Campus Logic uh, to provide a tool called Scholarship Universe. I'm going to read a URL, which is dangerous to do, I think, but it's Canisius.ScholarshipUniverse.com. Uh, once you're an accepted student and you have Canisius credentials, you'll have access to this scholarship search tool. Um, I really like it because it allows students to answer matching questions 
and seek out the opportunities that are the best fit for them. Um, it takes a lot of legwork out of the, you know, trying to trying to decide which scholarships are worth your time, right? If you go to scholarships.com and, and, you, and you're going to be a business major, I mean, you could be out there for months trying to figure out which, which scholarships are worth your time and applying for. So if you set up a profile there, you know, I tell students to keep momentum, um, you know, maybe once a week, answer another 20 or 30 matching questions and put in one application, right? So you're, so you're still striving towards something um, without getting kind of bogged down um, with the process. So that's, you know, that's what we offer. And then, you know, across institutions, I would encourage you to, to inquire about institutionally specific uh, academic scholarships. For example, we have uh, music, art, um, and other academic opportunities that you know, you're not automatically going to be awarded by way of your admissions application. It takes that extra question or that ex extra um, contact. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously use us as a resource to point you in the right direction of, of, of those opportunities. Yeah, like with the music, the arts, the service, um, those are scholarships that are like right on our web pages that you can easily find and um, really kind of delve into. Um, and some of these scholarships, I mean, we have some really good scholarships here at Canisius that, you know, we have one scholarship that can cover up to 100% tuition fees, room and board for students here in Buffalo. So um, it's an excellent opportunity for some students that um, may have challenges affording college. Um, so like last thing uh, I want to kind of like conclude on with this is that James, what is one thing that you would want to tell families and parents um, as they're going through this process? Yeah, I mean, be diligent. Now's the time, right? Um, ask those questions, get in front of admissions representatives and financial aid counselors and really develop a comprehensive understanding of cost. You're never going to have this opportunity again, right? Um, once you enroll somewhere in the fall, you're going to use financial aid to pay your bill. In some cases, that might mean that you start borrowing, right? And at that point, it's too late to go back, right? So now is when we really need to spend that time planning to make sure that you, um, you know, your expectations are um, met, you know, ultimately. And, um, you know, you have some time. Here we are in December. Uh, you know, we have a few months here before, before proof time and, and making a, an enrollment uh, a decision, I should say. And um, now is really the time to lean on us for, for that kind of information. So um, don't hesitate. Contact us anytime. There's a number of different ways you can get a hold of us. So. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like the thing with financial aid. We moved this process up so much earlier than it used to be. Um, it used to be back in like February, March, April time. And like they really have made this a process that can have more time to breathe yep. and actually yeah. be thoroughly done. Yeah, um, the, the Department of Ed kind of forced institutions hands with that opening up the FAFSA a little bit earlier which which made schools fall in line right yeah. so so and, and and ultimately it's it's a win for students because uh, you have that extra four five even six months to, to crunch these numbers and, and make a you know a responsible financial decision so um, yeah we're here to help please lean on us as a resource absolutely so I just want to thank James for being on the pod today yeah, sure. um, this is accepted uh, the college admissions insider scoop um, this is Matt signing off. Go Griffs.